Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Help! I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Well, hello there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I don't know why I always do these lead-ins. It's Dean Ungler, joined in studio by Jared Habon. What's going on? I'm currently taking off my sweater because it's pretty hot in here right now. Vanessa is uh, taking a sick day today. Easton is here as well, and Mark is nowhere to be found because who the heck knows why. Yeah, without Mark and Vanessa here, it kind of feels like mom and dad are away, it's the, and they left the kids to play. The lights in the studio are off. It's Dean, Easton, and Jared, and it's something it just feels right about all of this. It just feels like when the cat's away... The dogs will play. That's the way the saying goes, right? I think so. I know the lights aren't on in the studio. Everything's just a ray. We're literally putting this podcast together five minutes before it's we like, went on air. Nobody knows what's going on. Think of? It's like when you go... Like when we were in high school and you're on summer vacation, but then for some reason you go into the high school... Like, have you ever, did you oh, ever do yeah, that? Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's empty and like the, all the lights are off, but like the natural light is flooding in and you're like, I shouldn't be here right now, but I'm here. It's the taboo factor. Yeah. That's what it is. That's- it's, it's like, it's a crazy how, what back in high school, you'd always talk about how you wanted to get out of high school. But like you said, during summer vacation, where would you go? Sometimes you'd go mess around at the high school. You go, do you ever go on the roof of your school? Oh yeah. You were that troublemaker? Yeah. Dude, I never, I was way too scared. I remember it was a big deal because we had three separate buildings for our elementary, middle and high school. And when I was in, I was in middle school when I went on the high school roof, and I was like, I've been oh. on all three school roofs. <laughs> Watch out, world! You badass, yep. you. It was. I was tough. way too scared. I played football during school, so summer was mostly, you know, just practices, training camp, all that good yeah. stuff. And I remember seeing kids all the time on the rooftop, and thinking they're gonna get in so much trouble. So, Dean, somebody on the Facebook group actually tagged you. I wanted to talk to you about this because I'm a little concerned about your mental stability after this article is being released. So it says. Sure. Hot for hot Cheetos? Texas doctors warn to lay off the spicy snacks after spike in ulcers. You, Dean. You wanna know what's funny is I I I think I need to be the brand spokesperson for hot Cheetos. How many times a day do you get tagged in something about hot Cheetos? A dozen. And you wanna know what's funny is because uh, last year, um, after going on the Bachelorette and after my affinity for hot Cheetos came to surface and everyone started to know about it. I started to see more hot Cheeto-centric foods, and I'm claiming responsibility for that. People were basting their turkeys in hot Cheeto crust. People are making hot Cheeto pop-up restaurants, and part of me thinks that it's because of me. 
because yeah, everyone, it's all because of you. Everyone started talking about Hot Cheetos as soon as I came off the Bachelorette and professed my love for Hot Cheetos publicly. What's the What's the name of the guy that the 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 Cheeto guy? He's a Hispanic janitor, right? Oh no, um, what? Chester. Chester. Yeah, Chester the Cheetah. Hispanic. The he's the guy who created is a Hispanic. Oh, yeah, he's like I didn't know that janitor. backstory. Well, oh, I meant Cheater. Cheaters is his Chester name. Chester the Chester. Cheetah. Jesus. Jeez, Louise. Chester the Cheetah. 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 Yes. So you're He's, just claiming now that you should replace Chester. I would love to replace Chester. Well, I can totally see that. Spokesperson, you could be the hot cheetah. Hot cheetahs don't have anything right That's now. That's a good point. Yeah. And Chester just came out with a pretty cool rap because Doritos copied their flaming hot flavor, and so Chester came out with like a diss track for Doritos. It's pretty good. Well, the question is, can you rap? Can you be like the hot Cheeto Chester of rap? You're you're messing all your chiz up. Um, I could. I'm not going to freestyle, but if you if you give me some time to prepare a rap. Oh, how about next week's episode, I'll prepare a Hot Cheetos rap. Yeah, and that will be your audition tape for... The spokesperson for Hot Cheetos. But it's funny because I don't even... Like, okay, I eat a whole lot of Hot Cheetos, but I don't eat as much as people... Like, people think I'm having them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, when in reality, I'm having, like, a bag a week. That's still a big bag or a little, a little snack bag, bag? A little bag of lime hot Cheetos. Like a bag that you buy at the grocery store for, say, a party or like a snack no, 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 size like a personal, that you'd bring to your lunch? Personal size. And then that That's little, nothing. That, That's not bad. That little you zip. can't be the spokesperson for this Cheeto if you have a snack size oh bag all week. What, you're going to make me eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? But then that little Zan guy, he goes to the hospital for ulcers. He, he ate too many hot Cheetos and he had to go to the hospital for it. And Wait, Who? This is like stupid little Lil rapper Zan. kid. Zane or he's Zane? the most obnoxious looking. Zane. Lil Zane. Right? You're, you're thinking of Zane from One Direction. This That's is what Lil, I'm thinking of. Yeah, no. this is Lil Zane. Google, uh, Google Lil Zane. You're going to look at him and you're going to be like, How do you spell his name? L I L X A N. Is that how you spell Lil? <laughs> nice. Anyways, when he went to the hospital, people kept tagging me like, Dean, if you don't change your ways, you're going to end up in the hospital like Lil Zane did. And I'm like, Come on. I. I Consume responsibly. Yeah, there's a CNN article that says little Zane can't stay away from flaming hot Cheetos. It's Zan, like Z- Zan, it's like Zan, Xanax. Xanax. All right, like a Xanax. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Z- yeah, he was taken to the That's hospital. What That's what it's based off of. Well, he also said he says, "I guess I ate too many hot Cheetos, and it ripped something in my stomach." Well, I will say, and I puked a little blood. This, this hasn't happened to me in my adult life, but as a kid, I'm, I may be consumed more frequently than I do now. And my digestive system wasn't well equipped enough to handle it, and so my BM, my BMs were pretty bad. Yeah, like they were pretty red aches. and they were pretty hot. Um, my body, I think, I think has since maybe adjusted and, and can handle it now. But back when I was, you know, ten years old to sixteen years old, it was there were some pretty brutal times. Would you say Cheetos is your favorite food? Um, like for example, if you were stuck on an island and you, know, you had one food, no, because there's not enough nutritional value coming from a Cheeto. But I will say, whenever anyone asks, you know, it's a pretty common question. It's like, what's your favorite food? I don't think I've ever once thought to answer hot Cheetos. I always think it's more of like a meal, like a pizza or hot wings or something like that. Yeah, but I would never think of answering it at, with a, in snack. a snack. No, it's always totally. right. It would always be pizza or tacos or something along those lines. Spaghetti. That is actually a meal. Spaghetti is very specific. <laughs> Not pasta. No, 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 no. And you know what? Penne, you can throw penne out. I want spaghetti. And- I like penne. I hate elbow noodles. I, hate, well, I can't stand elbow whoa, noodles. Whoa, whoa, What if you're having, have you ever had macaroni salad? I've had macaroni salad. I've had macaroni and cheese, of course, with the elbow noodles. And ma- I like macaroni with shells. Yeah, I like macaroni better with shells as well. The elbow noodles, though, is far better for pasta salad. Oh, yeah. No, the only noodle I'm literally. Ga- I'm yeah. about to puke because I'm thinking of elbow noodles. They're wow. so bad. Oh, I love them. The noodle to 
to to sauce ratio just doesn't make sense for me with the elbows. The Which, shape they always fall off your fork. You can't even you can't poke them with the fork and you can't scoop them with the fork. See, I disagree. I find that it's easier to eat the elbow noodles because they have the open ends on e- oh, either so side. Slide an open I end into s- each but, prong of the but, fork. But sometimes when I get the fork in there, and sometimes if I don't get a pasta. Like, if I stab it, sometimes the fork will slide into the noodles, and all of a sudden I have, like, three noodles on my <laughs> fork, and I'm like, jackpot, this didn't even take any effort. I don't know, man. You, We need to talk about this more. Anyways, we just had well, uh, yeah. we just had our first guest of the day walk in, and, and I wish you guys could see what we're seeing right now, because it's fantastic. It's a very busy studio right now. I saw them, I saw them as I was walking into the studio, and I saw them from behind, and I immediately knew that they were our guests today, <laughs> because it is two sets of identical twins— and they both married their each significant <laughs> identical <laughs> twin. There you go. You got it. Right. It's That's two right. pairs of identical twins that are married. That's right. right. Which is kind of incredible. And I have a, it's I pretty just, awesome. I have a laundry list of questions that I'm racking up in my head right now. Well, for, let's introduce our, our guests. We have identical twin sisters, Brittany and Brianna Deanne. Dean. 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 Oh my God. Okay. Dean. I was, my yeah, apologies. I was just it's, telling them the story that there was this girl in high school that I went to to high school with, and her last name was Dean. And I always told her, I was like, if we get married, I'm taking your last name so I could be Dean. <laughs> Dean. Yes. Well, th- your last name is spelled with an E at the end. Your That's right. First name. Oh, we would drop, it's still, we drop it, the E yeah. first. So it'd be Dean. <laughs> Dean. I mean, obviously, counts. we don't have to worry about it, but you know. And then we have their significant other. There's their husband, their twin brothers, Joshua and Jeremy Salliers. That's right. Sally. Oh, you did it. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I got one of two of the last names right. 50 <laughs> how, 50. Well, how, thank you guys for joining us yeah. today. Thanks, we really appreciate so much for it. Having us. You guys Fun. are all wearing the same thing, too. Well, the, not all four, <laughs> but the two sisters are wearing the that's, same thing. That's right. what I was talking about when I saw them from behind because um, Brianna and Brittany are both wearing yellow jackets, and then Joshua and Jeremy are both wearing gray blazers. Mm. And, like, Matt, it's just, it's, it's perfect. It's it really is perfect, perfect in every single way. <laughs> you guys I, both have the square pocket in. You guys are ready to go. And I was yeah. going to ask you this earlier. How Winning. common is it for identical twins to have enunciated? first names or not enunciated um um Same. Al- alliterative yeah it's very common yeah so when we go to the twins festival which is actually where the four of us met wait 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt you the twins festival you didn't hear about this right well let's put in let's put everything in perspective so you okay. guys have a show coming out on tlc and right. that airs monday night correct that's yes. right our twin sane wedding twin sane wedding twin sane in the membrane Twin Sane in the membrane. <laughs> Vinny Vinsane would have uh, a run for his money. Um, so you guys have this show coming out. Now, It you are already married. Yes. yes. And <laughs> This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are docu- – you documented your wedding. And when was your – it was 2018. When did you guys get married? August, August 4th. 4th. August 4th. Yes, we well, got, congratulations. Well, thanks, thanks, yeah, so congratulations. thanks so much. Thanks so much. We actually got married in – Twinsburg, which is a real place, okay, and it's in Ohio. And every August, twins and multiples take over that city, so that's why we chose to have our wedding then Love and it. there. That's where you met, exactly. So what what year did you guys meet? The previous year. Oh, so 2017. Um, right. so I wish right. you guys right. met next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? 2020. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was maybe like, we'll have, maybe, maybe we'll have babies that year. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Now, that's could be yeah. great, and you could have the twin sane wedding. Part two, exactly. baby's edition, exactly. twins right. edition. Because right. if you guys, so actually the question is, do you guys have more, I'm thinking ahead here, do, is there a more likelihood to have twins? There must be. We know that fraternal twins. is genetic. It, that's right. Yeah. So 
all of us were identical twins. Uh-huh. We're mirror image identical twins. But there's got to be, I think, a little bit more of a chance that we'll have identical twins. But identical twins are kind of a fluke of nature. Yeah. So I guess yeah, we'll you'll, see. You'll read that the fraternals are running the family, but everybody basically has the same chance of having gotcha. an identical right. twin. But you, you there's got to there's got to be a better <laughs> chance that, that we'll have. We so so when you guys met, did you guys meet each other at the same time, or did one of you show interest in the other first? We How all do- met at the exact same moment. Okay. Hold on, before we move any further, can I just, okay, so <laughs> Joshua and Jeremy, which Almost. one? <laughs> Joshua <laughs> and Jeremy, yeah, right. well, it's very go. nice to meet you, I'm Jared, great J name, <laughs> all J's all around, and then Brittany, Brittany, Brittany mm-hmm. and Brianna, and Brianna. Yes. Brianna, excuse yes. me, I'm so, so sorry, Brianna and Joshua, it's yeah. Brianna and Jeremy, and Jeremy, <laughs> okay. and then Brittany and Joshua, yes, yes. and Jared and Dean, and Jared and Dean, <laughs> Okay. And Easton. And Easton. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you guys met at the Twins Festival in Ohio. Yes. How, how did you hear of this Twin Festival? We had heard of this festival when we were little. Our, our father told us about it, and it was this magical place we dreamed about going. Yeah, pre-internet, it was yeah. this huge, paper, you know, huge story in the paper. And I remember we always wanted to go. We said we would. And we started going, gosh. Maybe 2011. Okay. Brittany and I have been going to. So it's an annual thing for you guys yeah. to go to. And are only twins allowed at the festival? No. 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 no everybody can come. Anybody can I'm come. going next year. What, what time <laughs> yeah. of year is it? August. 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 The first, Early August. The first, first weekend, weekend of August. Nothing like a beautiful August day in Ohio. And it's in Ohio. What part of Ohio? Twins, Twinsburg. <laughs> Twinsburg. It's, it's close, close to Cleveland. Right. It's close yeah, to Cleveland. Oh, okay. Very nice. I can't believe there's a place called that where you guys have the twin festival where two sets of twins met and now are married. That was like the holy. That was like, you know, when. Like all of the planets aligned together. I don't know what it's called, but that was that moment. Yes. It's called Twinsburg. Yes. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> Twins getting married in Twinsburg where they met. So you guys have been going since 2011. Jeremy and Joshua, how long have you guys been going? We met them on our first year. That's oh, the first, first time ever year. there. So. so we were so lucky. Yeah, not We had been told park. about the festival growing up, and we really didn't think too much about it. And that year, we just on a whim decided to, to pack up and check out the Twins Festival in Twinsburg. What? Walk us through the initial encounter with each other. <laughs> we had seen Josh and Jeremy earlier. And you're like, wow, those guys are hot. Yeah, we were Good like, they're so hot. Here. That's exactly right. And it, they were just in the sea of twins, right? So it's this huge gathering of twins, but we spotted them. They were this handsome vision. And they're tall. They're very tall. Yeah, they're very yeah. tall. How tall are you guys? Uh, six around six three. four. Yeah. yeah. Big boys. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not. We're not. <laughs> and so we, we couldn't get to them fast enough. They were they were too fast for us. So we didn't get to introduce ourselves. Yeah. They, yeah. They, and then later is when we actually all. The last night of the yeah, festival. The last night. Yeah. So the, actually towards the end of the festival that year, we Brittany and I walked in to this conference center where a party was going on for all the twins. And Josh and Jeremy are coming down toward us. From you know the other well, side of the we corridor. We were actually leaving. We were on our way out of the festival entirely. We were going. We were getting ready to go home. Pack up and leave. Oh wow! Uh, so we almost missed them. So, so yeah, you guys, you ladies, exercised some very great patience then, right? Because <laughs> right. you saw them initially, and you're like, "Those guys." Something about them, and then you waited yes. until you met them later on, and then how did you? So you just approached them and said, "Hi, we're." Yeah, well, they approach approached first. us, so Ooh. we were so excited because they came up and, and spoke with us. Nice These, done, these guys, we <laughs> yeah, they did well. <laughs> we we had our eye on them. Throughout the festival, too, yeah. we just we just never had the opportunity to, to talk to them, and really, we just thought they were too beautiful just, for us. Yeah. And 
out of our league. We, we were just I hoping agree. to get a picture. I think they are too beautiful for you guys. You guys are too nice to us. It does not bring you back to like memories of being like seeing the girl across from the bar. Well, you're still doing it, I guess. So it's different. But no, 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 no. no. But that's a good thing. But just like that, that awkwardness, but that excites you where you see someone, you're like, wow, they're really cute. I'd love to talk to them. And then hours go by, right? And then you kind of keep seeing them. And then finally, like eight hours go by. And like that's your moment because you're like, okay, it's now or never. And then you kind of cross paths and you're walking next to each other and you're like, Oh, hey, how are you? I remember one time, this is so creepy. I was like, in, I must have been like 19 or 20, but there was a girl at the gym that I was really attracted to and I didn't know how to go up to her. I don't want to approach a girl at the gym. And so literally I was done with my workout, but she was still in the treadmill. So I just continued working out, like doing the dumbest thing for 45 minutes, just kind of like lingering by. And then she walked out. My whole plan was like, oh, I have an idea. When we're walking out, I'll hold the door for her. And that's my <laughs> in right there, right? <laughs> easy yeah. so of course what happens i wait for like 45 minutes i finally see her walking out so i'm like walking next to her hold the door open and she goes thank you and i was like you're welcome and walk to my car and i was like i'm such an idiot i waited all of this time i had my plan ready to go it worked perfectly and i just failed to execute it so good job good job for you guys thank for you. and thank girls you. for like <laughs> Not failing at that moment. <laughs> courage, yes. Yeah, they made it happen. And then they drove, which was a very big deal to us. They drove like seven hours to see oh, us. Wow. This was a huge deal to me and Brittany that yeah, we, and it's a big driving and it was well, it is. So you guys so you guys met, you guys talked, hit it off, exchanged numbers. Right. And then and then like the next weekend you guys drove to see him seven hours? It was shortly like thereafter. Yeah. And then actually right. every yeah. Every week after that, and we became inseparable, and they just kept coming to see us and take us on dates. And seven, eight hours was nothing to them. And okay, so when you guys met, was there an instant like division of okay, I'm interested in him, I'm interested in him, or how did that work? Yes, yes, yes. It was exactly that. Um, you know, I was drawn to Brittany just immediately as Jeremy was to Brianna, and um, it was just yeah immediate we, connection there. Yeah, we, we had the initial instantly. greeting, and and we talked to the group and. And as we progressed in the conversation, we split off, and it was me and Brianna and, mm -hmm. and uh, Josh and Brittany, and it was just a natural connection. And we happen to be the older twins, okay? and they're the younger twins. Oh, we're, we're actually gotcha. paired off by birth order. Separated by five minutes also. I can tell you guys are much more mature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. far yeah. more mature. You're just really young yeah. and hip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are f five minutes apart. So Jeremy yeah. and Joshua, you're older one. Yes. Yes. And... Sorry, Jeremy, you're the older one. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. And then Brianna, you are five minutes older than Brittany. Correct. Yes. Is that is it usually about five minutes? Is there a, an interesting uh, time it, lapse it that varies. happens between twins? It varies. Very yeah. Thirty seconds. We've heard hours and hours. I always, you know, I always hours. wanted to. Do could you imagine being no. a mom and giving birth and then be like, by the way, not a, you're not done coming. yet. Oh you gotta wait four more hours before you do this all over again. <laughs> if, if I was the older twin, I would constantly. If I was like five minutes older, I would constantly be texting my younger twin and be like, when I was your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like looking into the future. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, great. So you guys got married last year, and we can find. Finally, watch it on Monday on TLC. That's amazing. So, what Thank made you, you decide to do this whole documentary of yeah. really your wedding? I mean, clearly, because we're not, uh, you know, blown away by anything over here right now. <laughs> we're we're just used to publicizing our relationships. It's terrible. No, I'm kidding. Like this is still. I'm still like. I'm still absolutely blown away. But yeah, what what was uh, the whole process like? It what? started with the proposal, right? And um, we decided to 
proposed to them at the same time. And so we had this big elaborate proposal planned. And uh, and we're going to be able to see that on the show, yeah? Well, it... Um, the proposal sure already it already it was, it, aired. It aired on Inside oh, Edition. Good. Yes. And so Valentine's they might do a Day Last year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right. Yes. That's right. when it aired. Right. And that's kind of where things took off. So Josh and Jeremy did this beautiful proposal. They had us tricked. They had us thinking that we were going to film a commercial to advertise this place called Twin Lakes. So we thought we were going to be in a commercial. Wait, that's in Colorado. It's in Virginia, oh. but there's there's probably there probably is a Twin Lakes in Colorado, too. Dean, why don't you just let the adults talk? <laughs> You're the older right. twins. Okay. You're probably right. <laughs> but anyway, the camera crew turned out to be, when, when the director said action for this commercial, it turned out to be Inside Edition, and Josh and Jeremy both dropped to one knee and proposed, uh-huh. and so the whole thing was on camera. Did you did you propose first because you're older? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, actually, we did it at the exact Simultaneously. same time. Okay, okay. They nailed I, I, it. I thought, I thought then you'd be like, exactly. well, you're like, all right, you're going to have to wait five minutes until you can actually ask your proposal. <laughs> we often will say things at the same time, just like they will, but we, we really wanted to... to you know, nail that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, we weren't going to get a second take on it or anything. Oh, so you, guys you guys said it, you guys said it in unison. They, they yes. did. Amazing. Said it in unison. Do you guys ever confuse each other? <laughs> Has that ever happened? Have you ever just gone up to Jeremy and been like, um, Joshua, have you seen, like, uh, I'm your fiance? <laughs> so, you know, like, here's the thing. We all look alike, right? I mean, we look alike. So sometimes, I don't see the resemblance. But, you know, like from behind or from the side, it happens. You yeah, know, of course. It happens yeah. sometimes. Uh, we, I think that Josh and Jeremy look the most alike in the mornings. Okay, interesting. Before they've like and done their hair. When, yeah, and I. Well, they... I can see that. Oh, and you guys both swoop it to the right. Yeah, never mind. Similar yeah. hairstyles, looking good. And when we don't have on makeup and we're not done up, we look the most alike. So that is when that's like the danger zone. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> breakfast is the danger zone. Breakfast. Morning coffee. Watch out. Do you guys all live together? Yes. 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 We all live together under one roof. Wow. Yeah. And How that... long have you lived together for? Uh, Sorry, my since, no, you're killing it. Since <laughs> August, yeah, we, we were for six made it easy for filming. So, so we're still learning, like we're still getting used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, I'm sure the, the girls have lived together for a while, right? And the guys, yeah. yes, oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, we've always worked and lived together our gotcha. whole life, and we plan to continue so, doing that. And have so, you ever not lived with each other? Uh, the yes. siblings, this is now. We were apart for maybe a year. Uh, I went out, got my own apartment. Uh-huh. And we lived separately. <laughs> yeah, and we we just didn't. Didn't like it. Well, this so, sucks. Uh, so two, two of my really good friends are identical twins as well, and they went to separate colleges. One went to college in Colorado. One went to college in Washington, and they were like, those four years were so hard to yeah, be apart yeah, from each other. Exactly. Yeah. We, we can. split up for about five years, Brittany and I did, and it was really hard. And, you know, you never get those years back. Right. Interesting. It, it's because it's something that obviously someone that doesn't have a twin wouldn't really be able to understand because you're just like, oh, it's just a sibling. But no, there's like a connection that you guys have that's a little bit deeper than a regular sibling would have. Of course. Right. Yes. It's insane. I mean, I had to it's learn how to do everything all over again by myself. Right. So most cool. people like in kindergarten, right. they learn to walk into class by themselves. And yeah. that's something we never learned. So it wasn't until we separated, we were in our 20s that I learned to like walk into a grocery yeah. store or to school <laughs> alone. That's that's. Do you think you know, that it's more of a genetic thing why you guys are so close or because like you said you did everything together growing up i think it's both but i, I think there is something agree. to the genetic thing you just are born with this esoteric just very strong bond um do you, I would agree with each, that. do you finish each other's sentences or do you have like a certain like do you know when like for example Brittany? do you know when brianne is is just brianna is just hurting or sad or like even when she's not near you're like something's wrong Yes, I definitely know when something's wrong, and it's 
the same vice versa. I remember I had appendicitis, so I had to go get my appendix out, and I was not with Brianna at the time. It was so terrible. It was she awful. called me freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, you're, I can tell that you're so sick. Mm. What is going on? So we definitely have that connection. It's like a quantum entanglement, you know? It's, they, can, they can feel what's going on. <laughs> right. So are you guys, once, once you, are you guys going to plan, you plan on having kids? Yes. yes. I would assume. Tell me that process. Are we going to have the kids together at the same time? Mm-hmm. Hopefully so. Ideally. Yeah, that would be ideal. Right. They would like get... to experience that uh, aspect of their life together also. Um, so, yeah, if we could make that happen, that would be, uh, that would be pretty awesome. And obviously, That's it's, the goal. It's, it's challenging to make that happen together, but you're <laughs> going to. As, lo- as long as you guys have open communication, <laughs> you right. should be fine. Be like, did you? Did you if right. Are we on the same? Well, we're trying to destigmatize <laughs> menstruation anyways, right? That's true. So, it's, so might as well just put it out there. Put it out in there for everybody to know. Um, what about like vacations and stuff? So as a couples now. So it's 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 interesting because as the girls growing up together, you guys were inseparable, right? And then as the guys, you were inseparable as well. But now as couples, are you inseparable? Or as couples, can you kind of go off and do your own thing without necessarily worrying about the other? Four of us are together a lot of the time, but we do split off sometimes into yeah. couples. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we went on, for example, a joint honeymoon. We all went uh, to Prince Edward Island for our honeymoon. Beautiful. Same resort, yeah. different rooms. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Great resort, oysters. Different rooms. I don't know if you guys eat oysters. I'm sure you guys turn a lot of heads as you're walking down the street, right? We yeah. give double takes. Double takes. Yeah. That's right. Double takes. Like. Um, so you're all living under one house. Do you guys, is it... For me, I guess from an outsider, it looks like you guys are kind of all in on this together. I, I I don't mean to sound weird like that, but it just it just seemed like this bond almost. Like you guys are going through this marriage, this this journey together. Would you agree, or like did Dean like Dean said, is it is it individual couples where you guys are just kind of? It's almost like you it's, didn't it's marry one dynamic. person, you married two people, kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, an interesting in dynamic. Way. I yeah. understand. Jeremy said this. I think really great phrase that kind of summed it up that we weren't looking for the one we were looking for the ones because mm. we do we feel it's that's funny it's t- you know we're twins looking for our double dose of prince charming we found them and we are all four in it very yeah. much together were you guys yeah. looking for twins today i think i read that somewhere right Brittany yes that was the dream that was our dream since we were little girls dream came true and, and the dream came true so uh, right. you're identical twin princes absolutely how about you guys <laughs> yeah that was definitely uh, uh something that we had I always thought was just going to be the only way that uh, that, that we could get married is mm. if we found our, our twins out there. And so uh, we went to Twins Days. You know, we didn't go there with that sole, you know, right. intent. Of course. But, um, it was there. You know, Open to it. You wanted to self-fulfill the prophecy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we hit, hit the jackpot. First try. First time we went. So. <laughs> so at the wedding then, which we'll see on TV, what was that like? You guys had the same wedding dress? We picked out identical, identical gowns. Down. And tuxedos are a little bit easier to pick out identical tuxedos. How about, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all the same. How about, yeah. how about cakes? Uh, was there one cake, two cakes, same we cakes? We had two cakes. That's a good question. We had two, two identical cakes. <laughs> yes. And the theme was of our wedding was twice upon a time. So it was a double fairy tale. Oh, that's really cute. How's marriage life been? Because you guys have been married since August. Right. So you're five, five months in, just about? Uh, I don't know. I'm not good at math. Yeah. That was all <laughs> Life is good. Life is Life is twin sane, but in a good way. That's <laughs> always amazing. Is it it's ever been, hard? Are there ever, are there ever disagreements either among the siblings or the couples? Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. We have our sure. moments, of course. But nothing. I think we get along, but Brittany and I get along better, better. now. Like Josh and Jeremy have made our relationship oh. better. They've done the same yeah. thing for us. They've made us 
better twins. Wow. That, <laughs> that makes sense. How so? Well, it's, I, we can understand our bond through them. We mm-hmm. can see how they interact and, and to, to share it you know, romantically and have my twin and their twins. We, it's wow. just this. We understand yeah, the bond. Yeah. Most, most twins, um, like the town that we're from, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of the twins in the area. You know, it's not twins running around right. everywhere. So they, we don't really get to see other twins interacting with each other or really understand our own relationship right. as compared to another set of twins, right? So we get to understand more about ourselves. It's like there them. was a, just right. a strong foundation for understanding someone else before you had even ever met them, right? Because they had gone through so much of what you've already gone through as a twin. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So right. what's next for you guys? Are you still living? You, you don't live in Ohio. That's just where the no. festival no, was. No, we don't. We don't. You, but I'm in the Midwest, I would assume. We all live in Virginia. Okay, Virginia. Currently. Okay. Well, what part? How I'm not gonna... too far from Richmond. Oh, okay. So my uh, fiance was raised in Great Falls. That's right. Yeah, was, I, yeah, I, I read Virginia. that. That's cool. Yeah. So what's yeah. next for you guys? You're going to stay in, in Virginia. Start Don't know your... if we're going to be making a move or not, but we big things coming. We're, well, share the big things. We're <laughs> hoping to be starting um, a business, the four of us together soon. We what's are going to start our family. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can make that double pregnancy happen. There you go. <laughs> How old are you guys again? Brianna and I are 32. Okay. She's 32 in five minutes more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, just throw that in there. And we are, we're 35. Both 35. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay. Well, what's this? What's this big business you guys are thinking about? Yeah, can, can you, you share that, or is that something you guys are kind of keeping under wraps for now? Sure. We plan to have um, an amazing wedding venue and a boutique hotel that the four of us will run together. Brianna and I are attorneys, and so we say, you know, we get divorced like a hundred times a year, and we want to get married a hundred times a year yeah. instead. So, that looks incredible. To, to even it out. To just come up with a net neutral. Uh, end of the year, right? Right. That makes sense. I feel like you guys are like living the dream a little bit because I, I, a lot of times in marriages or relationships, you, you become so close with that significant other that your best friend kind of gets left behind a little bit and relationships change and friendships change, but not for you guys because I'm assuming your best friend was your sibling, it sounds like, right. for each respective um, family. And so not only are you guys so close with your significant other now, but you're still able to keep that close relationship with your best friend that you've grown up and have all these experiences with. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Thank Thank you. I gotta talk to Ashley and get and we gotta (laughs) we gotta figure something out here. I gotta live with my best Dean, you wanna live together? Yeah, we'll live together, buddy. (laughs) Um, Anyways, for the listeners out there that want to watch the twin sane wedding. So you're gonna wake up, you're gonna listen to this podcast, and what you're gonna do when you go to bed or just get ready for bed is Watch the Twin Sane Wedding on TLC um, and watch this this magic unfold. Mm-hmm. Thank you so That's much. what I'm going to be doing, at Thank least. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited for you guys. And what Thank else? You. So Appreciate for the listeners that. out there, um, if they want to follow you on social, is there anything else that they can do to follow your guys' journey? We use hashtag our Twin Sane Wedding. Okay. And hashtag Salyers Twins. Salyers Twins. We're oh, all right. Salyers Twins now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? So oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's amazing. You guys, yeah. congratulations thank you on so the wedding. Much. Thank you very much. Thank we appreciate you for it. Us. Oh, thank, thank you for coming you. in, guys. We're it's excited. fun to meet you. This has been an incredible experience for, for all of us, I hope. So oh. thank you for coming. <laughs> for us, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, um, we'll, be, we'll be tuning in Monday night. Yeah, Monday night, thank February 11th, 10 night central, uh, our Twin Sane wedding on TLC. Check. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Dean, how are you sleeping at night? Um, You know, Jared, I could always sleep a little bit better. Why do you ask? Well, because I ask because I care about you as a human being. I care about you as a friend. And I want you to get the best night's rest you could possibly get. And the only way to do that is to get sleep number. Have you heard of sleep number? I've heard of them, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, maybe you've conser- considered a sleep number bed, but thought you couldn't afford one, possibly. That's what maybe it was. this podcast isn't paying you enough, but you can really afford 
Can you afford another restless night? That's my question to you. Not enough coffee in the world can help me afford another night. That's a true night. statement. There's never been a better time to save on a proven quality bed. Now, during the Ultimate Sleep Number event, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only $899. And these beds, apparently, Jared, are so, so smart. They sense your every move and automatically adjust it to you keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power, and you can check that out at jdpower.com. Ashley and I kind of disagree on whether we like a soft bed, a firm bed, but the good thing about Sleep Number beds is they let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it gets just the right for both of you. Because it really is, man. I It's crazy going from sleeping in your bed for so many years by yourself to sleeping with in a bed with your significant other for the rest of your life. And so we're, we're lucky that we're pretty easy, but man, sometimes I just kind of like, I just need her to sleep on the couch. My significant other. Give me the bed by myself for one night. My significant other is a a plush Simba toy that doesn't really fight back very often. That's very nice. Pretty good. But what you guys can do as the listeners is come in during the ultimate sleep number event and save 50% off a sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed all you have to do is visit sleepnumber.com slash Dean to find the store nearest you. And Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL, which my Patriots just won their uh, sixth Super Bowl. I feel like you added that in there just so you could brag about the Patriots. Obviously, I saw the NFL. I was like, jackpot. Uh, it's awesome, guys. It's it's pretty good being a Patriots fan. They have fan. I'm 575 sorry. stores nationwide. So if you're a football fan, if you're anything but a Patriots fan, be sure to visit sleepnumber.com slash Dean to find the store nearest you. Like we said earlier, you can save 50% off a Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. So check it out. Well, what do we think about the twins? Well, that was uh, double the fun, if you ask me. Nice. They were awesome. They were so sweet. They're very sweet. They're, they're, <clears throat> they did everything right, but I'm still a little creeped out. Well, I, I wanted to ask, but I felt I didn't want to offend them, if... In previous relationships, if they were ever interested in the same person. Because that's interesting to me. Well, Two well, twins. Let's get them back in here and ask them. That's a good question. It is a good question, but they were talking so much about their wedding and yeah. engagement. And I was like, am I going to be really the jackass Stir right the now? And it's like, all right, well, forget about the happiness you guys have right now. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the fights that you guys had about. Because per- imagine this, Dean. Imagine, um, imagine Emily and Haley, right? They're both identical twins, both beautiful. They both like you. How do you... How do you deal with that situation? Because, I, I mean, if I, I was me, or if I was people, a twin, I would deal with it differently. If I was me, I'd be like, "Heck yeah, let's go." Let's oh, let's do it all the way. <laughs> would you want a thruple? Not with just them. A would you ever do? With... Would you ever do a thruple with twins? Not just Emily and Haley, but twins in general. I uh, sure. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'd do a thruple to begin with. But what's the difference? I mean, no, actually, you know what? I wouldn't do a thruple with twins because there's. What's the point of having a thruple if you're dating two of the same people? Granted, obviously, twins aren't the same people. But so you like, want a little variety. Yeah, it's all about you you kind of go with the inverse of the first person to fulfill the, the whatever the need is that you want to have a thruple for. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. So what you're saying is if you're in a thruple, you'd want one blonde and one brunette type thing. No, if I was in a thruple, I would want one blonde and I would want one um I don't know. Uh What's what's the opposite of a blonde? I was thinking like I was gonna I was gonna say like I was trying to go like creatively opposite and it just failed. It, it That's failed okay. Pretty, pretty miserably. Well, you know what are you gonna do? I think uh, I'm excited to see their wedding. I'm gonna watch. I'm definitely gonna watch. They were very they were very nice. Like at the end, they of- were very nice. It is the only part that makes 
me not weirded out, but the idea of getting pregnant at the same time. So I was actually thinking that just as we were taking pictures is what if one of the couples gets pregnant and the other is unable to? I think that could lead to some sort of like depressive. Well, of course, because that could cause issues. But even one of the guys, when we were talking off uh, air, said like, well, we hoped, you know, it works right. out. But, you know, he, he said something along the lines of it's not in our control. Of course. Thing. Well, of course. So, but I'm saying I'm. If one of the couples gets pregnant and the other one is unable to, I think the uh, the couple that wasn't able to get pregnant is going to be even the couple that gets pregnant, they're going to be sad because they're going to want their children to be brought up together. They're going to want to go yeah. through the same experiences together at the same time as they have their entire life. So it's like it's almost like they're setting themselves up for failure. Yeah. But obviously, like you know, it's it's if they are able to get pregnant at the same time, then all the better. Then it'll all work out. It, it's interesting their dynamic because the individualism of each relationship it just doesn't feel like it's there. It does feel, even when I was talking to them, it does feel, not granted, I met them for 20 minutes. Yeah. It does feel like a big so, relationship. Ooh, not, ooh. A, not a bad thing because there is ups and downs to that, right? Because you really have your best friend going through something very, the same exact thing you're going through right now. You all live under one house. What if you think one of them wants to get a divorce? Do you think that means that both <laughs> of them have to get divorces? Like No, if, I, I don't know. I don't know. If one of them started to be like, if, if Josh is like, well, Brittany, yeah, she's just, you know, it's not really going well. So I think I want to get separated. Does that mean Jeremy is like, oh, crap, I guess I have to do the same thing down. Well, it would create some serious awkwardness because they have done so much of this relationship together thus far that like, say, hold on. It was Jeremy and Brianna. I, it was Jeremy and Brianna. To be honest, I still have no idea. It was Jeremy and Brianna and it was Joshua and Brittany. So if Joshua was like, hey, it's not working out with Brittany. We're going to get divorced. That does create a super awkwardness because his best friend, Joshua, is still married to Brianna and they're living under the same house. Would that mean that Brittany would have to move out too? Because jo- Did you ever, have you ever, I'm sure you've watched the show confused. Entourage, yeah? Yeah. There's a, there's an episode where Ari, or this, he has an employee who's a twin and his employee comes in complaining about how his twin brother slept with his wife. Do you remember that episode? I just, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it when we were doing that interview. So Ari has, has a friend that's a twin. So Ari, one of Ari has two employees and they're twin brothers. Yep. And one of those twin brothers has a wife, and that wife slept with her husband's brother, who's yeah, yeah, his yeah. twin. Yeah, that's cheating. Cheating on on his identical twin brother. Yeah, but did she know in the show? Did she know that it was the other brother? Or so did that's she... what Ari asks. Because he's like, I don't oh, know. this episode yeah. now. Yes, yes. Did, did she cheat on you with you, or did she cheat on you with him? It was the question. And did she knowingly cheat? That's the problem. Like, for example, what if, like, the twin brother was just an asshole and was like, I'm going to see if I could pull one over oh on her. Kind of like me, myself, and Irene. I don't know. Granted, this is a little different because it was a... Timely reference. I know. It was <laughs> a... He's a schizophrenic. He was a schizophrenic. <laughs> but technically, he was, like, two different people. And Hank, who was the bad one, over... Oh, I remember that. Pulled one great. over he Renee Zellweger's character and, and just pretended he was the other guy. Hey, Irene, why am I uh, peeing like I had sex last night? <laughs> yeah. That well, I'm like, like, like I, every week. Like, uh, I think about that all the time. That sh- that movie is so underrated. That was actually- nobody talks that about that no. be, about being Jim Carrey's one of his funniest movies, and it might be his funniest movie. That was the second movie I ever saw in theaters with my mom. <laughs> you saw that with your mom? I was like ten years old. Oh God! So it, it's, that it sounds horrifying. A, a special place in my heart. That is one of the dirtiest movies I can remember. There's an F word every other. Oh word. yeah, my mom was a badass. She's like, let's go see this. Good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, well, that was a very interesting segment, and I'm very fascinated to watch Monday Night. But we also have Tori in studio here. Hi, 
guys. Hey, Tori. How you are you? Have, you guys have heard from Tori in the past. She's a producer on the podcast. She likes to hide in the shadows, but sometimes mm. we were able to coax her into coming on to the air. Sometimes she chimes in from time to time. Yeah. But it's mostly when Vanessa's not and here because we just need we need a that, female that perspective. a female, not only a female perspective, but we just need somebody to really... You know, rein us in sometimes. Sometimes Dean and I can get a little crazy. And yeah, no I should be being paid double time, to be honest. <laughs> Seriously. I'm monitoring you guys, having to keep this humble. Mark's not here. Amy's not here. Vanessa's not here. You have to deal with me, Dean, and Easton. If you picture, like, herding kittens, as that's, like, what oh, I feel like I do. Oh, come on. <laughs> Are you calling us kittens? Really cute kittens? We're, we're dogs. That's what we are. We are... We're animals. Mm, We're not mm -hmm, kids. Mm. I like to think of myself as a uh, polar bear. I think of Dean as a puppy, actually. That's oh. your spirit animal? A polar, a polar bear? bear yeah. <gasps> That's kind king. of a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what's yours? Well, he's a California boy. It makes yeah, sense. Wait, why? What? I was saying that you're threatened by climate change, just like polar bears are. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate yeah. climate change. Yeah. You see, uh, Chemicals. That's why, is that why you just don't use soap? You don't use chemicals because really yeah. you're like, it hurts the polar bears. No, that's, I think, for and his own self. As much reasons. as you can do in your life to reduce your carbon footprint, you should be doing it. So, what do you do? What kind of car do you drive? Question. No, what do you do? Yeah, my gas mileage is pretty bad. That. Yeah, that's what I want to know, polar bear. Um, I don't overuse, I use everything in moderation. Mm. Yeah, no, you, you're pretty good about the environment. My question is, though, why is, why is the polar bear your spirit animal? Um, I just love them. They're my number one favorite animal. I picture myself as one. They're they're powerful, but they're still uh, loving. And... Are they loving? Do you believe in reincarnation? I do not believe in reincarnation. So you don't think like in a past life you're a polar bear? Well, aren't well, polar bears super aggressive? Well, yeah, they're they're <laughs> killing machines. Yeah, how are they? Didn't you just say they're soft? Yeah, I'm sure they're soft. Like physically, if you touch a polar bear, you're like, wow, things really soft. But until also, it they... until it claws off your arm. Here's the thing with bears and any animal in general like a polar so my five favorite animals go polar bear lion tiger grizzly bear wolf and i they're all alpha predators right essentially i i genuinely think that if i were to ever encounter any one of those five animals in the wild i would be able to befriend it mm. and i don't even like the grizzly man I don't, the grizzly man I, the grizzly man died <laughs> he died because he thought he could do the same he thing he died doing what he loved <laughs> but he I died mean. because he had this Stupid that idea. Is literally but, he lived, Dean. but he lived among oh the grizzly bears for like All right, two right. decades. He did, but then there was, and granted, apparently there was a bear who uh, was just a bad bear, and he knew this. Yeah. Like he had really bad vibes about him, or he did some aggressive behavior, and that was the bear that ended up killing him. Yeah. And he, but I'm so sure he was he wanted, right in a sense. He wanted to befriend that bear even more than the other bears. But I, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I literally think that if I came across a bear in the wild, I would. How would you do this? Do you, like, a pot of honey under I your think, arm? Or no, I, I wouldn't coax it. I wouldn't do that. Like, like Honestly, he doesn't have a plan. Jared, what's your, I think what's that we, your I think that, spirit animal? I think that we would have a mental connection that would go okay. beyond words. Hmm. And because of that connection, like the twins have. The twin you know? telepathy with the, bears. Exactly. <laughs> Get it. We no. would approach each other. We would walk up to each other calmly, knowing that neither of us is a threat to the other. And we would fully embrace each other. With arms around. This actually makes me very nervous because, Dean, you travel alone so much that I can just see you one time traveling in God knows where. And you're in some sort of jungle with no service on your phone, your kitty, thinking kitty. to yourself, I got this. Kitty, kitty. I can do this. This is my moment. This is my spirit animal. A bear is in front of me. I am going to try to, hug, going to hug the this. bear. 
But the bear would also be trying to hug me is the thing. I, no. I wouldn't misread the situation. I know when to give and when to This is to like take. a lot like your dating life, I feel like. <laughs> You're like, I don't misread the, the, you know, the conversation. And it's like, well, well what's this title? I don't misread anything. Yeah. I'll be fine on Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. I actually do want to know, Jared, what's your spirit animal? I actually haven't thought about what my spirit animal is. What's your is. favorite animal? My, f- okay, it's, uh, it's such a cliche, but of course it's a dog. No, 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 no. Non-domestic. Non-domesticated? Yeah. Favorite animal? Yep. A hawk. Mm. American of you. So American of me. But I also, it's the idea of flying. Yeah. That's what really fascinates me. Sure. I guess guess my favorite animal and an animal that I would want to be for a day would be different. Because you're right. It would be cool to be a bird and fly through the air. Of course. You can't change it. You've already said you're a polar bear. I said my favorite animal is a polar bear, but if I could be any animal for a day... That's different than your spirit animal. I agree. That's what I'm saying. It is different than my spirit animal, I guess, because I don't know what my spirit animal that would be non-domesticated, because I'm so domesticated (laughs) as a human being. I'm such a homebody. And I'm so wild. Okay, okay. Let's bring this back to dating. What would be a red flag spirit animal you would have if a girl at a dinner was like, you're like, hey, what's your spirit animal? What would be a red flag? Butterfly. Butterfly, no, they're so innocent and sweet. No, I know, but it just seems like a cliche answer to give. It is, but the I, I I I've always believed cliches are there because they're just so popular. Yeah, like there's a reason why cliche is a cliche yeah. because they're you know, just popular. But you, but you know how anti-conformity I am. Like if someone, I don't I don't want to fit into the you mold. You rebel, you you polar bear. Did you guys see that news article about the uh, the jogger in Colorado? No. So a guy was jogging through Colorado like a couple days ago, and a mountain lion pounced on him from behind. Wait, that's real. And the guy killed the mountain lion. Holy shit! And then walked to the hospital and got his his wounds with his bare up. hands. He choked a mountain lion out. Wow. And part of me is like, I think I could do that too. Oh god. <laughs> if, the, if the mountain lion was refusing to be my friend, which I don't think would happen, I think he would be. <laughs> I think he'd want to be. I think besties. he'd be receptive to be my homie. He definitely would follow me on Instagram. I would be able to grab him by the throat. And no. his life to save my own. I, I mean, unless you were able to read it. the situation so well, because the idea of you going into a situation with a mountain lion thinking we're going to be best friends, fast forward four seconds later to you choking this well, thing, thing out. With, I don't think you could change your mindset that quickly. The thing with the mountain lion is you don't see the mountain lion until it's already on top of you, you know, because they're like experts at stealth. So what if you think this mountain lion is just trying Funny. to cuddle with you? I'd be like, it hurts. No, 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 easy. No, no, no. Just a little cut of it. Don't bite. Don't bite. And then he digs his teeth in, and then I'm like, all right, you've gone too far. All right, far. that's it. That's the moment right there. Did this jogger, was he a badass in real life, or did he just- I don't think they've shared his name like, yet, so no one knows who it is exactly, but they've shared the story, you know? Yeah. I'm curious if this guy had any type of military training, or if he was a cop, or some sort of- Because the idea of like a third grade teacher- Who's just going on a jog in the morning? No, against nothing against third grade teachers. Let me put this: uh, the idea of, of a reality person. TV personality yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> choking out a mountain lion seems a little. I mean, I could do it. Stray. I'm telling you right now. But I mean, that's pretty powerful. All right, are we gone way off topic? <laughs> Hold on. So, did you? Oh, you said butterflies. Is no, red, I, like, I take it back. Animal. It was just the first because I love butterflies. Butterflies are my favorite insect by far. Why? Um, they're symbolic of angels. Uh, they, they are very. They're super majestic. Actually, there's. I'll, I'll tell a real story. So are moths symbolic of demons? Uh, I don't know if. It, if no, the I've moth actually heard butterflies have like a really beautiful story. Yeah, I'm gonna share a story. That's it's a real story. So I'm gonna. That's I'm happened gonna, to you personally. I'm gonna take away from the joking aside for a second. So I have a tattoo on my back for my friend Hunter who got hit by a truck when I was 10. I don't know if I've shared that with you ever. Yes. Um, 
And five minutes before he got hit by a truck, I remember this like beautiful yellow monarch butterfly. We were riding, riding our bikes, and we were like sitting there, and this beautiful yellow monarch butterfly landed on the ground. And I remember he rolled his bike over onto it intentionally and killed the butterfly. And he was like, "Look at me! I killed this." But we're ten year olds, you know. Like we're just like, yeah, you don't think anything of we it. We love chaos, so we we're just like doing that. And I was like, and I remember it so distinctly. And then literally five minutes later is when he got hit by the truck. So now I'm all, but every time I see a butterfly fly by me, I'm like, that's my boy Hunter, thinking of me. So I have his initials on my back, and then I've got a butterfly flying Aww. over his initials. That's so, really sweet. So I love butterflies. So if a girl said her spirit animal was a butterfly, I'd be like, She's I, probably the one. Listen up, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get so many DMs being like, butterfly's always been mine. Butterfly Is there a butterfly emoji? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you're going to be flooded with that. And anytime anyone says they have like a butterfly tattoo, I'm like, okay, that's badass. I love it. Yeah, that's a good step right the there. The game had a butterfly tattoo on his face, and then he got it covered up by the Dodgers logo. Oh, so. that was a mistake. He yeah. should have kept it. I know. Did he say why he had a butterfly tattoo? Uh, he was in a gang called... <laughs> the Butterfly. Like, right, it was well, for real. Was like, it was a Don't gang mess with thing. them. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think... I don't know if there's a red flag for a spirit animal. If somebody said something like... Cockroach. Yeah. I feel like, like I'd be more interested. Tori, what's like, a cockroach? Yeah, like if somebody was like a cockroach, I'd be like, that is like one of the most hated and undeserving little characters it's on this insect. earth. It's not an animal. I well, sorry, that. that's true. No, that's fair. But like, why? Like, why would you want to be like people flush that down the toilet? Why what do you feel like that's squirrel? <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued with squirrels. I'm a little intrigued with they're, squirrels They're planners because they store too. everything for winter. They got like they're on their game. It's actually. really hard to think of an animal that's not an insect that's hard to justify. Yeah, you know? like. It's like you can't really think of one. honey badger. Oh, I'm resilient. I'm strong. I can whatever. Uh, oh, so you've thought about that one before. Well, honey badger. I was thinking oh, there's a sp- the NFL player that's called the honey badger because he's a badass. Yeah. Um, what about catfish? Yeah, fish would be interesting. You know, I used to uh, be the manager of a van shoe store, and when I would interview people, I'd ask them, um, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Oh. And that was very, and sometimes the decision was entirely made on that answer. Yeah. But uh, a, a popular one, uh, if a girl said a palm tree, out, out the door. Oh yeah, pa- I was I. I you like stole the words right out of my mind. What would you be? Redwood tree. Oh, redwood. Good. I didn't even yeah. think of that. But Tall, be... long, uh, thick, thick. Yeah. Girthy. Protected yeah, exactly by the government. like your body. <laughs> yeah. Tall, protected long, girthy, strong, resilient, a pl- pleasing to a woman. You know everything. I, I was thinking fern, but if, is a fern a plant? Fern's a plant. So it wouldn't necessarily. I was thinking oak tree. That was the first one that came to mind. That's a good one. All yeah. right. So they call what do we want to talk about? Yeah. All right. Let's get back to dating for a few minutes before, <laughs> before we go way off topic with these trees here. Tori, the reason. You're a girl. Mm. You're a woman. Thank there- you. You have three gentlemen in have the studio right now. Yeah. You have an engaged guy, a single guy, a married guy. Wow, so much is happening. So much knowledge with this within this one studio room. So my question to you, Tori. Mm. Do you have any anything you want a guy's perspective on? Because yeah. you can get well, three different three. perspectives well, here's the thing. Actually, right here. Just in relationship to who we just had on the show, what is a guy's obsession with twins? Why is that immediately so hot? Threesome. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that a twin sister is less likely to have a threesome with her sister? It's it's it's. I never said guys are smart. What I'm saying <laughs> is that a guy's dream. Is I'm it? not saying it's my dream. So please, but for most gentlemen yeah. out there. It's probably to sleep with two twins at the same time. So we've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm anti-threesome, right? So I don't see the appeal of twins. But I I guess to Jared's point, I could maybe see why a guy would be so just Like, I don't really get it. If anything, it kind of feels overwhelming. I'm like, oh my God, there's two. Well, it's also like, you know, the idea of 
a guy walking in with a woman on each side of him. You know, he walks into a club with a girl on his left arm and a girl on his right arm. You know, you it's a power move. It shows that you have swag, that you can get girls. And so the idea of dating twin sisters, it's kind of... It's it's a power move, and there's also a taboo factor to it. I feel like that guys are very intrigued by dating sisters, brah. You know, <laughs> I hate it. I, I'm not saying I'm a fan. No, of I know it, you're. But... Not, I know you're not. I hate it, but yeah, I guess that's that's definitely a thing. It makes you so you don't it. like twins. Like you're yeah, not every the guy. twin. I hate twins. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I, just... I mean, I'm not individually, but the idea of the dream of dating twins. It's funny because I know. Uh, so I, like I said earlier, I have two two friends who are twins. They're guys. Like I went to high school with them. And they live in L.A. But then there's also these two girls in L.A. that I've known for since I moved here. So like four years ago um, who are identical twins and they're both beautiful. And I had a big crush on one of them for like a, a like, you know, a few months. Mm-hmm. But I never even thought for a second about the other one. And I was like, what? Why do I like that one more than that one? I don't know. It was a weird thing. No, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So there's like it's yeah. like, I don't know. There's like a distinct difference for me having met both of them to be like, okay, I like this one more than that one. Um, granted, they're both beautiful twins. But there's also a person. I mean, obviously, there are twins. They're very similar. But I'm sure uh, they have individual personalities as well that come shining through that made them either more attractive or less attractive. I don't think these twins really had much of a personality to shine through with. But that's what, oh. I, that's what I found out after a while. I actually have a question about this. But Easton, I want to hear your thoughts. What is there a fascination dating twins? Is there I mean, an how long have you married now, basically... I, I've been married for a year and a half. And yeah. how long have you been dating your wife? Uh, long time. I know five, it was five years. Five years. So you've been out of the game for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like hearing perspective of guys who've just, you know, I mean, yeah, I uh, out of the game for quite some time. I mean, I, and I've told the story actually on this podcast before, but uh, I, I dated a fraternal twin, and then I had sex with the other one. Uh, not, not my proudest moment, but love that. I did it. Um, Who would have thought Easton? Yeah. I know. And well, here's the thing. Wait, why is it not Talk one of your proudest moments? I felt because I, <laughs> I, I feel felt like, you... like a scumbag doing it. Well, I, a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like what happened was I, I dated this girl who was my friend's older sister, I might add. Uh, and we dated for like a year. We broke up. <clears throat> uh, I stayed friends with the twin because we just, we all, the three of us hung out all the time. And then the sister didn't want to speak to me anymore, but the twin and I still hung out. Mm. Probably inappropriate. And then she started telling me she uh, she she had the hots for the E-Man. Yeah, the E-Man. <laughs> hots for the E-Man. And I was not in a position to be turning anything down at that point. Is that your nickname or did somebody give you that? Uh, <laughs> someone gave it to me. And okay, I'm yeah, we'll go with that story. We'll with go with it. that story. I run with it. Uh, My mom called me E-Man one time, so <laughs> I call myself E-Man every day, every every now and then. We did it, and then she said, I, I want to date you. I want, I, I'm interested in you. And I, I was thinking, like, I can't, that would be, I just felt like that would be too much. You know, like it would. It would, I'm like it would, that would destroy things with you and your sister. Uh, I, I I couldn't. The I couldn't ability, be part of that. the ability that us as humans give sex to destroy relationships is so prevalent uh-huh. and so real. It's and so interesting if we think about it. Because if you're like, okay, sex can't happen with you because of the potential repercussions that'll come from it. Whether it's between the two of us, whether it's between our friends, whatever it's from, it's like there are so many. Well, there are a lot of good things that can come from sex, of course. But there's also so many bad things that could come from it. Rela- Relationship-wise is what I'm talking about. And Friends. physically. Well, I'm not talking about venereal diseases specifically. But it's a part of the 
conversation yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. But is. I'm saying that, that, that aside, I'm talking about how it can destroy relationships, whether it's between the two people engaging or whether it's between friends or... or yeah, sex changes things. Can I take this in a little bit of a different direction and ask you guys do. a question? Thank you. Have you ever broken up with someone or called something off, depending on where you were in the relationship status, because the sex was bad? Yeah. Jared? Hmm... Have you had a discussion no. to be like, hey, how can we make this better? Are we just like, it's, I'm thrown in the towel. Yeah. Mine's a hard no. Hard no. Okay. <laughs> never. never. E-Man, E-Man says no, everybody. E-Man uh, has enjoyed every bit of sex he has ever had in his entire life. I think at the end of the day, some people are sexually compatible and some people aren't. And if yes. you aren't mm-hmm. sexually compatible, sure, you can make it better through, through avenues like communication. But... Sometimes it's just unachievable to make it better. Yeah, but I also think there there's a uh, a quote one time that somebody said, "Women are attracted to the men they fall in love with, and men fall in love with the women they're attracted to." Mm. Do you think that's true? I don't know, Dean. I don't think I. Did. I think there's. I think there's. Uh, a, a, it's pretty deep. I think it's a a lot of it's true. That, so women fall in love with the man that they're... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Because I think okay. I, I can only come from a guy's perspective. Men, I am... men learn to love the women they're attracted to. Women learn to become attracted to the man they fall in love with. Yep. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Hmm. I think that's makes, because for guys, they like it or not, a lot of the first impression does come from physical appearance, right? Physical attractiveness. The visceral thing inside And beauty of us. does it. Beauty is an eye beholder, right? Like what I find beautiful, somebody else might not. But like for me, what I do find beautiful is usually the first thing I look at, right? Like whether it's on a dating app, whether that's at a bar, like I'm you know, I if I find somebody attractive, I will try to go talk to them in my single days, not anymore. Um and so I think it's interesting because I think a lot of relationships start with that and then you'll try to figure out the other things as you go on to make it all work because you are so physically attracted to this person but the, and maybe the sex is so good. The challenging thing <laughs> the challenging thing about that, I feel like, is do you ever take like economics in college where you have the supply and demand chart where the supply goes bottom left to top right, demand goes top left to bottom right? Yes. Um, I feel like that could be similar for how men and women see relationships. A woman starts out not being attracted to a guy, but then ends, ends up being really, really in love with a guy at the end of it. The guy starts out being really, really attracted to her and infatuated by her, and then over time that fades away and fades down. And so there is a there is a, an intersection at some point, but then they continue to trend in opposite directions because, because like you said, guys fall in love with who they're attracted to. That attraction can change over time. Of course. And then that love that they felt might change with it as well. But if a woman is basing her love off of, uh, like being around them and the feeling that she has, and it can only get stronger. Well, hopefully the trend would continue, so they would meet at the middle and, and then, then just go just, together, and then go together. Surely. That's the ideal That's situation. Ideal. Um, sorry, Dean, I hate to interrupt you. I want to take a minute here to talk about something um, that you will will not see on me because remember we tried to date Dean and I tried that and That's it didn't right. work out. But um, my third love bra. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my third love bras. Um, and let me tell you why I love them. Third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. They have more sizes than most any other brands, Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. So this is great. I'm a fall into that category. And I have to tell you, I have this strapless bra. I, I hate wearing strapless bras. My Third Love strapless bra, I love it. 
it's not annoying. It's like the per because I think because it actually fits me right, and I have to credit it to Third Love. So skip the trip, find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder, order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Okay, so Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering listeners fifteen percent off of your first order. So go to thirdlove.com/vanessa now to find your perfect fitting bra and get fifteen percent off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Vanessa for 15% off today. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico. 
offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So we want to talk about this new emoji, actually, that the iPhone update is coming Also, out I with. just got notified that they're updating the iPhone in general because the FaceTime issue. Yeah. So what's wrong with the FaceTime? You want to know what's funny is that that came out and I received a couple FaceTimes from my friends and I'm like, I know what you're doing and I don't like it. You could hack in, you could call someone via FaceTime answer for them and then basically listen to their conversations without them knowing that you're listening hold on say that again you call into someone's phone facetime okay so if i call you facetime yep and then you and i never answer it but you can answer you can make me answer from your phone and that way you can hear the conversation that i'm having it's just a a glitch it's a glitch yeah um it's good that they're fixing that there's uh it's funny actually because with the twins here we talked about it for a very quick second but they're obviously they release new emojis all the time yeah um and with this new emoji release they are releasing a red blood droplet um, emoji to join like the emoji lexicon, which is bringing, which is aiming, I guess, to destigmatize menstruation. And how do we feel about that as men? I'm very much. I love menstruation. I think it's a beautiful process. I I, I just feel like red red drop. That's going to be just yeah, blood. In I general. agree. I, give little, me give me a pad. For I Christ agree. God. It's a bit ambiguous with the emoji. And like I've said before, I wish I could menstruate because then I wouldn't have to need. I wouldn't have to have calendars. I could just get rid of all my calendars. We've talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> you just know what day it is I, of the month. Yeah, by... by just through my cycle. Um, I think it's good to destigmatize menstruation. As a guy, like we're not really prone to, I guess, having it in our lives, right? Like unless you're married or you're in a, a real relationship with someone, you don't really like. I don't think about it on a regular basis. Well, you're also not a female. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't go through But it. I, as a single man, I have no connection with menstruation in my life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I, what, Tori raised her hand. Well, I was just going to ask, because that is something I would honestly ask when you guys were like, what do you want to know about guys? Like, is it weird to be like, hey, sorry, I'm just on my period, like, or whatever? Like, is it gross you out? Like, what's the element? Because for me, I grew up in a locker room. And so, like, for me, I'm always like, you just, you know, everything's like normal. And, you know, it's not really... I yeah, I just I, I, when, I don't know how to ask that in a way where you guys can like. When I first heard about this, I was a little taken back, maybe because I'm unaware. I never thought there was really that much of a stigma. Mm. I didn't realize there was menstruation either. But as so for but me, but you don't get grossed out. No, if someone's no. like, I'm on a period. I'm sorry, I'd be like, okay. I got grossed out when I was 15. You know, a teenager, right. and I was like, oh, that's gr- you bleed gross. I think I as think, an adult, I think the initiative yeah, it's here a part is of the to- human. Condition. I think the initiative here is because there seems to be a connection with menstruation that it's om- like Tori said, it's almost like people don't like talking about it because they feel like they're not allowed to talk about it, mm-hmm. even though it's a part like a humanly process, bodily process that we that women go through. Of course. Um, Do women feel like they are unco- they can't talk about it to other women or they can't talk about it to men? No, I think it's to men. Woman to woman, we're like, sorry, I'm just on my period. Mm-hmm. Or like, do you have a tampon? Like, everything is just like asking for lipstick or something from a person. So, like, it's very normal for us because we experience it. We're like, of course. We get it. Like, there are horror so stories. Like, let me ask of yeah, this. but like, hold on. So I'm confused. Is this supposed to take away stigma of like you talking about your period to me? I so, think so. So there was this Instagram photo that happened probably about like a year ago now. And it was this girl laying in bed and there was like a blood spot. And then it was reported and she had to end up taking it down. And um, 
so I think for that, they're just kind of being like, we can post photos and there can be blood. There can be other situations informing that girls have periods and it doesn't have to be this like report or disgusting or seemed as like, it's, it should just be like normal in our culture. Cause every girl has it. Uh, I, I sort of disagree with that though. I'm not posting pictures on my Instagram with a <laughs> Should I start doing that? Like, sure, it's a natural bodily function, but you... But that's sexual. Periods uh, aren't really sexy. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes you just wake up and oh, like, what the hell? No, there are many times where, where, I'm, that where I'm not thinking about anything. Like, like I'm not thinking about sex. I just, well, I just get you know, sometimes Especially just... in high school. Do you know how many times I've had to flip my up into my waistband? And I know we have to bleep the word well, I'm sorry. That's also high school. Right, but you would flip it up in your waistband just so you would have to hide it from people. So you're saying kids in high school should just be walking with their with their tent fully pitched? I'm not saying that because I don't think period is sexy. Like, that's not like something that's like, oh, guess what yeah. I have. Okay, like, you, you know, it's something where it's like we literally can't control it. Like, sometimes you just like bleed so much, like it gets places. Like, yeah. it's not pretty. It's just kind of being like, that's just what happens. It's part of being a girl and it sucks. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm. I think that there is a line. There is a line. There has to be a line somewhere. So you're saying you wouldn't appreciate like on your friend's feed having something like showing that she was like bleeding. I just don't think it's something necessary what's... to announce. Yeah. Like, there's no point in hiding it. Of course not. But if there is an not issue. Like, you it's should... not like what's up. I'm on my period. Check out my bloody crotch. I don't think that's entirely necessary because it's it's. But then like, like moms yeah. posting breastfeeding totally photos. Fine. See, but that's like that's just nature. Like it's just yeah, nature I, versus like okay. The puberty sexual... is a, vi- a, a puberty is very much part of nature, right? Yeah, so absolutely. A, but he back to your original conversation. But yours like, is like sexual round, like a girl with like, like I got this hard. But penis if you think about it, a, place. a yeah, girl who it's... posts a picture with her boobs out, you'd be like, "Well, report that. That's very sexual." But with a baby on your breasts, it's natural. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's just kind of that level of line of being like, okay, I have a period. It's not sexy, but like it's just natural. Like a is just kind of like there's, there's just, a reason for the there's just, yeah, like it's... Yeah, but the idea to... Now we're stigmatizing sex. Hmm. Ooh, mm. wow. You know? Good, strong rebuttal. So that's my only question. Like, what are we going to stigmatize and what are we not going to I just think we should all just drop our stop wearing clothes we'll all just walk around <laughs> well, naked even think about, get some like, leaves the, the whole <laughs> not Adam even. Just not let, even let it all fly just let it go Adam the, and the, Eve. the Adam Levine thing right Every, there was like the backlash about him taking off his shirt because people were saying if he can show his nipple at the halftime show why Why was there a big fuss about oh Janet gosh. Jackson? Wait, is but this an actual like article an actual, you read? I saw, uh, yeah, absolutely oh because <clears throat> um, a lot of people were just wondering but here's the thing that actually brings up a good question for me because when when did it become socially acceptable for women not to show their boobs? I know that sounds really. Um, I think it depends on what you believe elementary? in. Because if you're like the Bible, it's from day one when Adam bit to the or when Eve bit into the apple, then it became yeah. shameful, and then she covered herself up. But then if you go to like other places, it's like, well, the cavemen put fur over themselves to keep them warm. <clears throat> like, I just kind of think it depends on what you believe in and where it all started. I agree. So my question is, if we bring it back to this whole period emoji, is where do we draw the line? Um, I don't want any female to feel uncomfortable talking about her period. It is a natural course of life. It, it's something that females will go through. I also don't want guys to feel uncomfortable talking about what they go through during puberty and like it's just hormones and females go through it too but we also know that it's just if it's, it's a hard thing to really know balance right because if 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 we destigmatize periods then 
what else are we going to destigmatize? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we shouldn't or should, but it's just a conversation to be had. Yeah. If Ashley's on her period, do you guys still uh, fool around? Uh, that's a personal question. <laughs> so, yes. Um, well, <clears throat> I mean, that's I, a hard... I, personally, it doesn't stop me. It doesn't stop me, and I always I, mean, I like, believe that one thousand percent. We've had we've had many. We we we've we've had we've talked about it, and and those conversations will stay private to what we do or what we don't do. But certainly, I'm very comfortable talking about subjects like that, right? Uh, whether it be you know a intimate relationship while you're going through your period, or whether it is you know just going through your period in general, and if I need to buy you things or things of that nature. The point is, I've been a um mm-hmm. I've as I'm sure most guys have been in the situation where you're getting intimate with someone and then the girl goes, oh no, I feel bad. I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, maybe they're trying to stop it from happening. Maybe that's what yeah, it is. That's, like, that's where my head went. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly, <laughs> like, but it's like, a girl, show me the- like say it's your girlfriend or something. <laughs> like, it's not just like some random hookup. Like say it's your girlfriend because that's typically when you would encounter that. I feel like a girl is almost ashamed to be like, oh, I'm on my period. Yeah. I don't think we should do this for your sake. But in my eyes, I'm like, I don't, care no exactly but we'll it's just put a towel down it's more of um you know it's a, it's it's a nice gesture you know they're just being mindful or maybe Tori's, yeah. maybe Tori's right maybe they're just trying to be like ah i'm, Wait, not, the mood. I think it's I'm not gonna lie that's where my head went totally but i also hear the other side like i i like i don't know you're just kind of not like proud of it you're yeah. not like this is happening you're kind of like hey sorry like yeah. it honestly is kind of messy well it's messy and also as a, i'm sure God, we're getting really graphic. But as a guy, you know, if if you do mm-hmm. involve yourself in, in relations while a girl is going through that time of her month, like it does, you know, it gets on you. Well, <laughs> that's fine. I think it's fine too. Or... I'm fine with that. But I can understand why a female would it's say, kind of "Hey, do you actually... I'm not sure if I feel comfortable." This doing is also this. another fun fact. As a girlfriend, not even just a hookup. I mean, in a relationship, we actually release. I forget the scent on our period that makes us more attracted to men. Mm. Um, ah, I forget what it's called. A pheromone? Maybe like a pheromone. I should probably have, have my specific... facts before I present this to the table. But so, I do know we become more attractive to men through like their, our pheromones. So, so what's actually funny is in this article about the emoji, yeah. the period emoji, they're saying with that release, they're also releasing a perfume. That's what it is. It's like a smells scent. Like... And it makes guys... I totally, I totally just made that. Wait, no, but I'm being <laughs> serious. Dang it. Well, I was actually kind of excited because I was like, okay, so I am being 100% accurate because I'm like 99% sure this is actually a thing. But you like release this pheromone yeah. and it becomes, and it's like on your period, we become more attractive there are, um, to men. There are articles that have. So girls I, kill it when you know. There you are know. articles that have been written that say, as a guy, if you're going out to a bar, you should uh, service yourself before you go out because you release a pheromone that women find attractive. I have never heard that As before. I've heard it before. <gasps> I've read the articles. Wikipedia doesn't count. Okay. Oh, come this on. Was Wikipedia is, Wall Street is, Journal. is scripture. <laughs> Hold on, I'm confused. So you're saying that women release a scent that men can smell? Yes. yes, it's like it's like subconscious. You're not like, oh, this smell just happened. Right. It's like it's just oh, a is that su- chicken pot pie. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, a little weird, but yes, like you know, like it's something that happens. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's subconsciously, same- almost in a realm, because like you don't really smell the scent, but it makes us more enticing to men right. on yeah. our period. And on the flip, the flip side of that is men servicing themselves before they go out because women subconsciously pick up on something weird there's an article there's an article on the independent it's it's headlined when women are at their most fertile Mm -hmm. a time of the month 
they smell, smell better. better to men. And that really boils back down to the visceral things that we find attractive in women, like birthing hips, big butts, big boobs for feeding their children that we just don't even associate with each other anymore. Like I look but at just a because big, we've grown. Up, I look at a butt that's really nice, and I don't associate with it. Those are great birthing hips. I just like I don't know what it is in me. I'm just like that's a really nice butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because we become so disconnected mm -hmm. from these humanistic feelings that we just don't even know what to relate them back to. It's very true, actually. The yeah. Pra the practical reasons why. No, that's really interesting because it makes sense. We, why are we attracted to certain parts of the body and why are we not attracted? And then it. F I'm sorry for the language. I'm gonna say it again. It fucks with us mentally. Because then we stigmatize things like menstruation, mm -hmm. even though it's a thing that we are programmed and wired in our heads to be attracted to, and now we're stuck hiding it from each other. Yeah. See, this brings me into all types of conversations right now, because it's just like you say butts and, and, and all hips and birthing, and that's why we're you like- You boobs. Boobs. Yep. And that's why we're attra you know, attracted to those certain parts of the body, because it all goes back to human nature and yeah. birthing, but we don't even think of that. It makes me curious on the other side, of why are we not attracted to things like feet? Like why are foot fetishes, why is there a stigma there? I, I'm curious if that r relates to this. Not, I'm just, literally my mind is all over the place now, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like why is there a stigma towards that? Why are people, I wonder if there's something to do with human nature of maybe just the natural smell of things. Why would someone be attracted to a foot more so than another person? I think is what you're asking. Maybe. It's well, you're saying you're saying uh, uh, people are attracted to butts because subconsciously we don't even think about it, but it goes back right. to birthing, yes. right? It's for men to women. Yes. That's like, across of the, that. that's like across the board, right? Men are attracted to, and obviously it's a blanket statement that applies it to is, it's a stereotype, a but, percentage of the population. But we're just speaking in And then in there's like 1% there. that have foot fetishes. Exactly. Why do you think that is? Maybe it's just like a mental... I know. A, a misfire in your neurons. Yeah, but what, what if women gave birth from their feet? Do you think we'd be more attracted? Well, yes, of course. It's interesting. So uh, Freud claimed that uh, foot fetishes start because feet resemble penises. Oh, so you're uh, saying if a guy has a foot I will never fetish, look at a foot and the same way. It's similar to... <laughs> yeah. Dean has removed Dean his is, shoe and sock. Get over here. Tori, look at these feet. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it's guard. And, uh, the They're so brain... tiny. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man. Low blow. <laughs> For the listeners out there, they're very normal-sized feet. Okay? What size is your very foot? Very normal-sized feet. Wait, what size know. is your foot? A 12. Oh, yeah. That's oh. pretty good. I'm just kidding. It's a 10 and a half. No way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that means nothing. It's, it's not all about yeah. size. It's it means nothing. It's that I'm 11 and a half. What were you going to say before <laughs> that? Small pod. Quick, okay? The, the, what? The, oh, the, are you proud of that? <laughs> all right. Let's stop talking about Dean's penis. <laughs> we're talking about my feet. <laughs> uh, do, we have, do we have time for one email or should yeah. we? Yeah. I think we should do two. Let's do two. All right. Um, let's do anonymous because anonymous are always my favorites. Uh, the they're cheesy. all from Anonymous, actually. Man, Anonymous loves our show. Email roulette. Here, let's do the one that asks about my infertility issue. Yeah, let's do that one. You want to read it for us? Yes, absolutely. It says, I loved that Dean brought up how he went to a fertility clinic because he was concerned he was infertile. Would love for you guys to go more in depth on the male side of infertility issues. It's funny that this is it's funny that this is an email on today's podcast because we're talking so much about the human that body. subject. I yeah. know, right? Um, I think that there is a trait ingrained in all of us, whether we can uh, identify it or not, that uh, encourages us to procreate. And if there's any ever, if there's ever any doubt in our minds that we have an inability to procreate, mm -hmm. we start to focus on it, and it becomes like a mental issue. Um, so for me personally, like I said, I was 24, <laughs> 25. 
had never had a pregnancy scare. And I've had friends that are like, oh, yeah, like she was a couple of days late on her period. I never experienced that um, with my long-term girlfriend. Uh, never, never had that issue. So I was like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Hmm. And I ran through the process of like, okay, if Dean, if you're infertile and you come back and you, it says you can't have kids, because I want kids. Like I want to have my own kids. I want to pass my uh, genealogy on to the next. You want to pass that size 10 and a half foot I on. I want to pass these little baby feet onto the next generation <laughs> and i was I, start, I started mentally preparing myself i'm like look if you get these results back and they say that you can't have children what's your next step of action going to be what's your course of action I've always, I've always wanted to adopt i would have no issue adopting but i want to have my blood in uh, uh some offspring so i was like look you'll just take your brother's sperm and have it artificially inseminated in your wife hopefully she'd be okay with that idea but I just want. Hopefully, your I, brother would be okay well, with that. Well, that's idea. the thing. I, I would have to bring it up with him. I would have to make sure that like I would be okay raising my brother's kid. Mm -hmm. Technically, there was like a lot of issues that I had to deal with, um, meant to mentally prepare myself for that situation. And it's not easy for for you know obviously women. You always wonder about uh, you know if you're going to be able to have children in your 30s or if you're if you can you know even have a child. A lot of people mm -hmm. aren't able to, which is always very sad. Um, but you don't really think of it from the men's perspective. So for me to go to that fertility clinic and objectively be like, okay, my, my swimmers are fine. What does the process entail? It's, I mean, it's pretty much what you expect. You go into a clinic, yeah. you off into mm -hmm. a cup and then you get a little magazine, you go in the room for, you know, however, 20, 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have to like wait for a phone call? Do they have a report for you? Yeah, so, Are like, you on a percentage, like one out of 10? So they, they make you go twice. Um, you got to do it twice and how long? I'll, I'll get really personal and intimate. Uh, so please do. And probably over. I don't think I've ever shared this story, even with some of my closest friends. Well, here we go. Um, they, so I was moving to Los Angeles and during the move, I knew that there was a clinic in Los Angeles that I wanted to get tested at. And so because of that, I Why was there a specific clinic? Why? It was just it was just like that was the one that I found, right? And so sure. and I, as I was moving to LA, I was like, that's the place that I'm gonna go. The move took, you know, two or three weeks. And during those three weeks, I was like, look, you're not going to self-service, you're not gonna hook up with anyone, you're gonna have the strongest, most potent uh sample you possibly can have. So I get there after three weeks of 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 nothing, uh do it in the cup. Right. And then they're like, OK, we need you to come back in four days and supply a second sample because that's just we, we have two samples, you know, to kind of gauge consistency. And they're like they came back eventually and they're like, everything's fine. But I just want to let you know, for some reason, your first sample was a lot different than your second sample. And I was like, well, yeah, you told them it had been three weeks. Up yeah. To that point. Yeah. Only a few days after. But it was like this weird thing. They were, they were like they called me like super concerned. They're like, hey, I, I just want to tell you. There was a big inconsistency with their samples. Yeah, but what kind of inconsistency are we talking about? Like, did you give them like a quart the first time? Yeah, yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I, like I said, this is a very interesting, maybe like a too personal of a story, but it was a lot. And then the second one, I was just like, I didn't care because I was like, okay, they already got like my my best swimmers, like yeah. my, my strongest ones. <laughs> yeah. So like, the Olympic oh, athletes. they're getting sloppy Olympic seconds now. We'll go to the bench for this um, and they're like, they're, they told me they're like, look, everything's fine, but I just think that you should know that you're a little inconsistent. I was like, okay, well, that's fine because I know exactly why that's why that is. Yeah, I don't know. That what do you mean? Wait, what? Oh, because you didn't wait four days. <laughs> Because when's the last? Okay, let's ask Easton. No, no, no. When's no, the last no, no, time no. you went I'm three weeks? I'm not saying weeks? that I didn't. I when's the last time you went three weeks? Listen, I was just putting the story together. Three weeks. There was actually a time where I was. Man, this is. Um, I was kind of like in a long distance relationship. I didn't two months. Without, with yourself, you didn't. 
Nothing. Your best I had friend no right here. urge to. Wow. It was crazy. It was the first time where I really felt you know, there's just a, no urge to do it. There's Came actually, to the beast. There are some studies, yeah. again, that are not on Wikipedia, but actually published uh, professionally, whatever, academically, that say if men are able to refrain from doing that, they're able to think more clearly. They're able to focus on on more constructive things. I promise you, I was still a dumbass. <laughs> I was not George Costanza. <laughs> I've read those. There's some people online that say if you just don't do it, you'll be able to like move things with your mind. Yeah. Like, that. like, okay. Those are written by a woman just to be like, yeah. how much Einstein, can I these men? Einstein wasn't specially just never masturbated type thing. Um, so we'll do one more email and then wrap up. Uh, another one from Anonymous, our favorite fan. I'll read this one. Which one? Perfect. My friend is crossing the line. Like oh, I do. like the sexual, the sexting one. But okay. All right, do that. No, 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 do that one then. I was just going through whatever was in order. So do whatever one you like. So Anonymous says, because we haven't really talked about this. We've talked about it before, but not recently. The topic is, is sexting cheating? And obviously the first response to that is yes. Yeah. But uh-huh. let's, let's read the situation. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years, and I just found out through, and I just found out that he had sent dick pics to one of my friends and continued to do so for the first year of us living together. He's admitted to messaging on porn sites as well, but never anything physical with anyone. He he says that he'll see a therapist to find out why he has this sexting urge when he feels physically and emotionally fulfilled in our relationship. What would you do in the situation? Well, oh. one, <laughs> I would dump him. <laughs> well, he says he's going to see a therapist. That's a start. You definitely want someone that's going to work on their issues, but it sounds like... He is giving a lot of people that aren't you his attention, mm. and it's attention that will figuratively ultimately lead to sex, mm-hmm. and that's 100% cheating. What if he's a sex addict? Do you believe in that? I know. Do you believe in that? It doesn't seem like you do. Yeah, Tori. <sighs> I I literally just had this conversation with my friend last night. And what was the... My initial response is yes. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of forms of addiction. There have been for a lot sure. of celebrities that have come out recently claiming sex addiction. But then I also just feel like men out. want it 24-7, seven days a week, whatever. Like, I've, is it... I think that you're just... You're just very impulsive. Like, I don't know if that's a word I want to put addiction to. I think it's just impulsive. I don't know. I'm not a sex addict. I don't know. I think know. it's just like anything in life, you know, where... There are people that actually have an addiction and have an issue, and they should go see therapist about it. Yeah. And there's also people that use it as a cop out. Yeah. You know, just like a lot of different areas of life. I think it's an easy way to be like, like I remember I was cheating on high school, and this guy he was like, we were both really drunk, and I'm like, yeah, but like, why is that a cop out? Yeah. You know, where it's like, you well, chose to drink, you chose being that way. Obviously, you're still able to do the act, so like, you weren't that drunk. I think what's worse about claiming addiction is it's almost like you're turning around to make them feel sorry for you. Exactly. That's no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Only... I feel like it's a head tilt response yeah. to be like, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You can yeah. be addicted, to, but the, there's like a whole lying element to this and yeah. like dishonesty. Because like, if he was winter and said, hey, I, I'm having these urges that I can't control, like, will you? You know, I understand if you don't want to be with me anymore, but I'm going to try to get help for this. Right. That's what he should. But instead, he's like, I'm going to send pictures of my joint to a lot of, uh, you know, well, like, so. Totally. But in the email, she does say that he has admitted to messaging on porn sites on porn as sites, well. Not her friends. And no, exactly. Like that. So, so there's lies the and there's. So I'm sure that she came to him and was like, what the f***? Excuse me. And then he was like, mm-hmm. yep, I did do it. And I've done this. 
He does say he's trying to go see a therapist. Here's the thing about addictions that I always say is that addictions are real and but you have to put effort in to try to solve them. Like you can't just be like, I'm an addict, there's nothing I can do. Like I tried, it didn't work. That's not good enough for me. I agree with you. But if somebody's like, Hey, I'm a sex addict, but they, they go to therapy or they try to fix the issue and they get mm-hmm. better. I, you know, that's a hard thing for me to really look down upon. I just, why, my question is also for you guys, like what's your opinion on this? A lot of people say, well, if you're an addict, that means, so let's say you're an alcohol at, like you're addicted to alcohol. Mm-hmm. You, you literally don't have a drop of alcohol and you're sober. So yeah. is addict kind of the wrong term to use for being a sex addict? Because technically you can't go, I mean, you could go your life without sex, but like brutal but like <laughs> brutal especially for men so i i don't know i'm like is it just Blind a wrong women. terminology is it just being like hey i am just kind of horny and like wanted it or because an addict technically is you can't control indulge your in it. like you can't indulge in it mm. you have you can but like if yeah, you're gonna no, be you're sober right, you're right. then think, you're like two years sober with no alcohol right you're I right think, it I might for it to maybe. be a sex addiction it would have to be like consuming your every thought you're doing it at every given moment you yeah. have the ability to uh, I don't know. Unable to stop in the face of like what dire consequences. That's that's what addiction is. Like when you right. feel compelled to do, compelled to do something in the in the face of negative repercussions, and you still do it. You know what I want to talk about? Not right now, but next podcast because I think it would be an interesting segment. Because Tori, you said something. You said the idea of not having sex, right? Mm-hmm. And you said that's a big issue, like especially for men. Yeah. I wonder who has more of a sex drive: women or men. Because I think the idea that men want to have sex more is a wives' tale. Sounds like we have a great closer for tomorrow, I mean, for next week's I think we should talk about that on next week's podcast. It sounds like Ashley wants to have a lot more sex than Jared does. Well, that's an assumption that nobody was thinking. (laughs) Wait, wait, can we just close out on what what do you guys think about this guy? Oh, I think you should dump him. I I think think she should see if if he goes to therapy and he actually gets better. I mean, I don't know. He did cheat on you. So you honestly, you're in the right either way. If you want to be patient and work on it with him and see if he gets better, if you love him that much, do it. Because if you, it, it really boils down to if you love him that much and you're willing yeah. to see this through with him. Because to be fair, I mean, not to be fair, the guy was in the wrong, but it wasn't a physical cheating. That doesn't make it better. Um, but if he works on it and she wants to, you know, work this out with him, no pun intended. Um Go with it. And if you want to break up with him because you're he what it sounds on like, you, you're in the right what too. What it sounds like to me is like this guy likes to seek the attention validation of other people. So it sounds like Could be. one person's just not going to be enough for him right now. Yeah, totally right. That's a good uh, that's a good analogy. Not analogy. Good uh, point. Thank you. I, I think it was as well. <laughs> it was a great point. All right. Well, that's our show today. We need to do uh, some, some thank yous to some people. Well, we need to we thank- would love to thank Brittany. And Brianna. Brittany, Brianna, Joshua. And Jeffrey. Jeremy. Let's cut that part out. <laughs> no, keep that in. That was amazing. Yeah, let's keep that part in. That's uh, Big thank you to the twins that came in. You guys can check out their one-hour event. It premieres Monday, this uh, tonight. Tonight, February 11th at 10 o'clock on TLC. It is our Twin Sane Wedding. If you're listening to this episode and you are watching our Instagram post, be sure to post three menstruation emojis on our Instagram posts. Yep, we need it. We're going to keep our eyes peeled for those. Thank you very much. Because we, as a culture, need to destigmatize menstruation. And this is where we start on the Help I Suck at Dating Instagram page. Um, start today. 
the period emoji. We start today. Um, also, uh, a big thank you to Sleep Number. We love Sleep Number. We love sleeping, even if it's just by ourselves. Um, be sure to go to sleepnumber.com slash Dean to find this sleep number nearest you. How do you spell that, Dean? That's D-E-A-N. Sleepnumber.com slash Dean. Don't forget to uh, check out Third Love as well. We love them and their incredible um, undergarments. Be sure to visit thirdlove.com slash Vanessa to get 15% off your Third Love order today. Uh, definitely, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes. We want to hear more feedback from you guys. Uh, we want to get better. We love doing this, and we want to improve. So please rate and review all our podcasts. You know, so today. so when I was solo hosting this podcast, our rating was like right on three point five. Now it's up to a four point Ooh, we could be better though. Uh, guys, the GPA you never had. No, I know. We know four point GPA. So keep sending the emails at I suck at dating at iHeartRadio.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We love hearing from you guys. Please join the Facebook group, Help I Suck at Dating Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, Help I Say Suck at Dating. Let's go around the circle around the room as we sign off here. Uh round also, robin, hot potato style, high school GPAs. I'll start two point nine. Go. Uh at two point nine, I think. I think it was like twos. a three four. Show off. Get out of here. Get Leave the room. 2.6. Nice. Whoa, Easton. Bad boy, you. Anyways. Uh, also, before we sign off, just one more thing. Tomorrow morning, Ashley and I will be on Good Morning America uh, promoting something that we have coming out. We're very excited about. We'll be talking about Bachelor, but we'll also be releasing something. So please tune in because uh, it's very near and dear to our hearts, and we put a lot of hard work into it. So hope you like it. Shameless self promotion obviously I'm just all the time thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i feel like we rambled a lot i feel like i'm still getting some feedback that i'm talking too fast so maybe just play it at like a 0.75 percent yeah maybe i think i i, I talk too fast too so um, that's a problem yeah oh, we just shit. get so excited and worked up about all these issues well anytime i see you i just i get so worked up and excited okay. i was wow. talking to easton okay um anyways thank you so much to our listeners thank you for tuning in to this week's episode we apologize vanessa wasn't here but she'll be back next week and be sure to tune in then because maybe I will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. 
The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.